following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This, this is the Players' Lounge. Broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now your hosts, Barry Church, Danny McRae, and Nui Scruggs. Has a victory Monday felt so hollow? Is a first place win felt so hollow? It does today. Hi, everybody. I'm Nui Scruggs. Welcome to the Players' Lounge, brought to you by Hotels.com. I'm a longtime Cowboys reporter, joined by two former Dallas Cowboys players, Danny McRae and Barry Church. Dak Prescott is out for the year. Uh, he's supposed to get out of the hospital today. Scott Agolnik, um, PR maven with the team, sent out a press release today saying that the, sex, the surgery was successful and they expect Dak to uh, be released today. All right, uh, gentlemen, uh, let me just take your thoughts on what you felt when you saw Dak Prescott down on the turf at Jerry World. McCray. Uh, man, it was it was tough, man. It was heartbreaking just because you know I know I know how people around the organization feel about that. Really, people around the world, and he's he's an ultimate leader. He's an ultimate uh, the right type of guy, the guy that uh, people look up to that does everything right. So just to see something go so wrong for him was was very tough. But you know, listening to everybody, you know, uh, reach out to him and, and show how much confidence they have in him and believe that he'll come back even better than before is you know was was kind of the silver lining in that one but I feel I feel terrible for him man because he was he was on on track to do something special and then the contract year and all that stuff was in there so it's it's a lot going into it. I know he has a lot going on through his mind but praying for him and, and hope for a speedy recovery and come back better than ever. Yeah man I mean I mean you hate you hate to see something like this happen. Um especially to a guy like like Dak Prescott. I mean on the field he was a captain. He's he's the leader of this team. I mean he's the unquestioned leader and, and uh franchise leader of this team and and, and not only that, you, you hate to see it happen to the guy off the field. I mean, we, we had the pleasure of meeting this guy and, and knowing him and, and getting to know him. And I mean, this guy is genuinely a great dude, man. Like he, he he never puts himself above anybody. And you just hate for something like this to happen for him. But um, like I said, this guy is strong. He's strong natured and um, he'll be able to get through this. And I believe he'll be back. But um, for me, this I mean, it, it just sucked just seeing him on the field like that, man. So for me, like Danny said, man, thoughts and prayers go out to him. But um I know he'll be healthy. He'll come back and ball out. I've been lucky enough to cover a lot of Cowboy teams. Jimmy's last team here that ended up winning the Super Bowl. uh, Covered a lot of guys. And watching Dak Prescott leave that football field with tears in his eyes and the way people rallied around him and to see Jason Garrett on the other side with the Giants, to see his concern. Um... I won't lie to you, I was sitting there and then my eyes watered up because it stinks that something like that happened to someone who's such a good person, to someone who does everything right, to someone who, in my opinion, has made Dallas Fort Worth sports a better place. Um, yeah, he went into a situation that was very hard where he replaced Tony Romo, a very loved football player, a, a guy who was popular and, and never did anything, never misstepped. You know, he never said anything negative, never anything bad. I mean, he held, he just he just operates the right kind of way. And, and I just want to give you a quick, you know, glimpse into my, you know, my experiences with Dak. I'm not going to simply tell you, hey, Dak and I are buddies and friends. Uh, we are friendly. 
Um, I said to him, I said, my kid loves you. You, you are you are her, you know, you're her favorite player. And uh, she, she wants to meet you one day. And he says, let's make that happen. And, and he just looked at me again, okay, with, with sincerity. And, and I remember telling my kid, I, all right, Dak says that he'll meet you, and you, you can get a picture with Dak, but, you know, you got to get the schoolwork done, you know, so she was wanting to get her schoolwork done. And, unfortunately, <laughs> COVID, COVID came around, and we weren't able to do it. But, you know, that's that kind of guy. He wants to be the leader of the franchise, and he knows what goes along with it. He never gets tired of it. And, and you guys are players, and, and you, guys have, you, you guys now have kids, and you know that's the most important thing in your life. And when someone you know, wants to willingly go out of their way to do something they'll have to do to try to make your kid smile, it just makes you think so much more of them. And Dak is that kind of guy. And I know several people who have those kind of stories about the kind of man he is. And that was why I watered, my eyes watered up because I'm like, this is a good dude. Why does this mm -hmm. have to happen? He just lost his brother this summer. He spoke openly about how he had reached a point of depression and went to seek help. And you know, we all know about the story of him losing his mother to cancer. And you just say, man, how many hits does a good dude like this have to take? So that, that was why I had tears in my eyes, man, because it was just like, damn, not that. Yeah, it, it was tough, man. And, and like you said, it just just the just the people around that came to just in support of him. It just goes to show you how much he affected everyone and like how 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 positively he affected everyone. I mean, like you said, Coach Garrett coming from the other sidelines to come and show his support, his whole team gathering around him, you know, as he was getting hoisted up into the cart. I mean, it, it just goes to show you the testament of the type of man he was, the type of character he has and the leadership he has. And like I said, man, we all wishing him a, a speedy and, and a healthy recovery. But uh, man, yeah, this one hurt. This one hurt, man. This one definitely yeah. hurt. Yeah. And I want to come to the to the defense of all, all NFL football players who have played and will play and are playing currently. This is why, you know, uh, uh, like unlike any other sport, unlike any other uh, national league where players always fight for, you know, the ability to get guaranteed contracts. Yes. The ability to make their money when they can. Because, yes. you know, you listen to the fans and they ask and they all ask why and they, and they moan and complain when players try to get all their money. And then, you know, things like this happen. You know, not just Dak, it's Alex Smith, you know, in, in, in the previous year. It's Ryan Shazier in a, in a year, you know, when, when, when things like this happen. Like, football players are asking for this for, for a specific reason. And anybody who looks at them and says they're being greedy or, or they shouldn't be doing this or they should go out there and perform and blah, 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 blah. Take a look at this and, and swallow that pill and just and realize that you were wrong. And, and get on the side of the players because the, the harsh reality of the NFL is things like this will happen. And even though it does, players still deserve to make their money, you know, for what they did on the field and all they gave to the game. So stop hating on them, man. Let these guys make their money. Get on the, get on the side of the players. I, I want to take what you said and add one more name to this. Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater was a Pro Bowl yeah. quarterback who had taken Minnesota to the playoffs. And yes. in a practice, just a routine practice, Teddy goes down and Teddy tears up his leg. I mean, he tears it up um, that guys were there crying, watching. They all knew it was bad when it happened. Ended up uh, happening before the season. And despite Teddy Bridgewater being the right kind of guy and loved throughout the Minnesota organization, you know what Minnesota did? They cut him. They cut him. Mm -hmm. no, he did not get mm -hmm. paid. And then so 
Teddy Bridgewater had the long you know, had the long road to, to come back and was a backup player for for several seasons. And yesterday, he led the Carolina Panthers to a victory, and he ended up getting himself a multi-year contract uh, this this offseason with Carolina after spending two years with the Saints. But I go back to that about how you better get what you can while you can because there's no guarantee that you're going to be healthy, and even more so, there's no there's no guarantee that your team will love you next year. And and, and uh, you're right, 100. percent and, and look, I'm going to throw another name in there, Tyrod Taylor. I mean, we don't know what's going on in that situation over in uh, L.A. I mean, it was a little bit different because it was the negligence of the team. But still, I mean, can, can they get away without giving him his money guaranteed? I mean, the kid might not play the rest of the season. So, I mean, it's just, like you said, McCray, it, it's a fight. And now people should realize why players go tooth and nail and fight for the most guaranteed money they can get because football's a violent sport and you never know what's going to happen on each and every down. So, like McCray said, man, you got to get your money. So, Ed Werder, ESPN, guy I've known and respected a long, long time. Ed Werder had tweeted out talking about, hey, Dak Prescott was offered a contract, turned it down. Uh, we know a lot of the issue had come between the years. Uh, the Cowboys wanting a five-year deal, Prescott wanting a four-year deal. And there were other people in the media who jumped on that, that, hey, this was on Dak. Dak took a risk. This is what you do. Uh, how do you feel about that, gentlemen? We're going to dive into it, huh? All right. That's right. Let's do it. I guess we're diving into it, man. Um, look, man, um, emotionally, you know, I feel like, yeah, man, you know, he's, he's fought tooth and nail. He's never missed a start. Um, you know, he's been the unquestioned leader of this team. So, you know, they need to go ahead and break him off what he wants and give him his money. Um, but then again, you know, it harps back to the business side of things and you got to take your emotions out of it. And if, if I'm the Cowboys, I'm like, look, we, they weren't willing to pay him when he was healthy and when he was, you know, putting on work. You know, why would they go ahead and then pay him what he wants after this injury? I mean, I know it sounds harsh, but it's, I mean, it's the reality. It's the reality of the business we're in. So for me, it's a, it's a tough one. It's a tough cookie. Um, but I can see them, you know, maybe franchising him one more time just to see um, where he's at, get a little bit more sample size, making sure he's come back healthy from this injury. But um, overall, I mean, it's, it's a sticky situation. And at the end of the day, it is a business. So, I mean, it, it's tough. It's a tough one. Yeah. And then I, I think the only thing wrong with what Edwarder did was his timing. Um, other than that, I mean, what he said was true. And, and, and the truth is that that did gamble on itself. And sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't. We still don't know if it's not going to work out. He just he just suffered a gruesome injury. Um, things could still play out in his favor depending on how the season goes and how Jerry Jones and them looks at him. You know, uh, he could still possibly give us 40 mil. We could go out there and look like straight garbage. Or, or the, the argument that me and Newey said, you know, at, at the uh, beginning of, of, of the show was, hey, uh, depending on how Andy Dalton plays, maybe possibly they could go look for somebody else and say, that you know anybody could well somebody another person with a uh, high caliber could carry his team. So you know he, he gambled on himself and it just didn't work out because right before this we were saying he gambled on himself and it worked out. So you know that, that's just part of the game. So in, in his business, I don't think it'll be any hard feelings between either one of them. We all hope that the Dallas Cowboys do what's right, but the gamble, you know, in this sense, as far as the injury wise, it just didn't pay off like like we hoped it would. 
So let me just reset in case some Cowboy fans don't understand. Dak Prescott being a fourth-round draft pick had a four-year contract. So last season was his fourth his, the fourth year of his deal, the final year, and they could not come to a contract. The Cowboys thought they had a deal done in September, but Dak's agent, Todd France, basically is like, nah, nah, after he started the three games, we're not going to do that deal. They uh, did not talk during the, the, the offseason. We, we thought there'd be more conversations. There were not conversations. Um, Todd France, Dak's agent, had three players. Okay, Three of his clients were all on franchise tags. Not one of the three clients ended up signing a long-term deal. So Dak Prescott came into this season on a one-year deal for $31.4 million. He did not get his deal done. And I ended up texting with, with a prominent NFL agent, a guy who's had another you know, high-profile client get franchise tagged, and, and this is what he wrote me. I'm going to read it. He says, that's why you get deals done, because you shouldn't be gambling with the player's health. And to me, as I saw Dak Prescott in tears going off that cart, I just said to myself, Todd France, did you do right by your client? You're, you wanted a four-year deal. They wanted a five-year deal. That, that's what it really came down to over years. Look, I think Dak is a tremendous football player, and I'm always going to be on the side of guys getting paid. But I'm also, I've been in this thing long enough to know you do at some point in time need to take what you can get and take this bite because he's a quarterback. He'll get another bite of that apple. But make sure you put some of these guaranteed dollars in his pocket. And yes, he's guaranteed 31 million bucks. But if this contract was five years, 175, it would have been a hell of a lot more than what he's got. And now the Cowboys have the leverage. Okay. Dak had the leverage, and the way he was playing this year, he was going to have the leverage. But this injury now puts the leverage back into the Cowboys' hands during a pandemic. I'm not a fan I, I of gotta, Todd France. I got, I got to say, man, the, the thought process in that to me is, you know, it's, it's, it's tough, right? Because what happens is Dak is a guy who has been through some stuff. He, he was going to get drafted. He ended up slipping to the fourth round. Things worked out for him, and Tony Romo got hurt. Like, things... Besides this one, things have been working out. So him gambling on himself and believing that he can get stuff done and get what he deserves was in his mind as well, you know, as far as being like, hey, I'm going to go out here and I know that I'm good and I know we got weapons and I know that I'm going to have the best season I can and get paid the highest. So it's difficult to be like, hey, I'm going to just take this, you know, knowing that in, in my mind I'm a competitor and I know I can go outperform that and get and get more money. So, I, you know, it is on his agent a little bit, but I, I know Dak believed in himself just as much as his agent did as far as going out there and, and playing on that one-year deal just so he can get everything that he's worth. And, and a lot of times when people gamble on themselves, it works out. So he had a chance for it to work out. This is just one of those freak, freak accidents that, that usually doesn't happen to a player in this type of situation, but it did just because it's the NFL. So he still had a chance to go out there and prove and, and get everything that he wanted. He still does. It just didn't work out this time. So it, it's tough, you know, to, Maybe he should have took the money. Maybe he shouldn't have. But he wasn't banking on getting injured. He was banking on going out there and have a hell of a season like he was. And, and see, Danny, this is where I come back to as as the as the agent and the representative. Okay, that's how I'm thinking of this. Is that I'm asking my client to take two years in it. Hey, man, I want you to gamble another year. Okay, we go turn down this boatload of money again and go out here and play in a sport where you know dudes get hurt. I'm thinking more of the player in the long term. And, and I'm telling you, there's a whole lot of people who are wondering because Todd France changed his agency. Now, you think about this. Just, just ask yourself this. You have three clients who are franchised head. All three clients do not 
get long-term deals and you the agent now switch agencies could there have been some play there where he was trying to make sure that maybe some commissions or whatnot went a different way and he was going to make more money off of i'm hearing that one client in denver um, that he had who was under the franchise tactic. There were no meaningful conversations. And then, of course, we heard the, the report from Jane Slater of NFL Network that at the end they tried to talk and then couldn't get anything done for Dak. I, I, just, I just have a problem that, you know, where, where was the contact? You know, you, can, you got three dudes and nobody gets done? I mean, what, what are you doing as an agent? I'm just trying to figure what, that what, out. What happens if this works yeah. out, though? What, what, what yeah, happens if this works out? <laughs> yeah, like what happens if, if, if it ended up being like a Kirk Cousins deal where he ended up getting franchise and then ended up hitting big, then, you know, we'd be second guessing. We he's wouldn't a be smart second guy. guessing any of this. <laughs> yeah, he's a smart guy. I mean, and at the end of the day, you know, Dax are just like the rest of his clients. They're grown men. If they want to, you know, to take the, the go ahead and take the deal, they can tell him, look, man, I don't care what you're saying, Ty France, go ahead and take this deal. So at the end of the day, you know, it was Dax gamble and he did gamble. And like Danny said, it just, you know, it didn't work out the way he wished it would worked out this time. But like, you know I mean, he bet on himself and that's the risk you, you take sometimes. OK, church. Now, now I come back to this and, and this is where, you know, I'm still having, you know, I'm still trying to figure out. You know exactly what happened here. This is where COVID gets in the way, where you can't really get some meaningful <laughs> conversations with people one on one. But but just the fact that there was a conversation late, okay, late. So they were talking as the deadline, you know, it was it was approaching three o'clock. But they ran out of time to get something done. Stevens acknowledged a little bit of that. So if you're trying to get something done here in the last moment, that tells me that there was a deal to be made. And it didn't get done, which that's where I go back to the agent. If, why weren't you talking to these guys July 1st? You know, where was, where's your list? Uh, you know, I mean, to me, if, you're, if I'm a, an agent, you know, where's the logs of, hey, I talked to Steve and we, or talked to Jim, that you were trying to get something done for the client? I mean, if you're trying to sell your house and the realtor doesn't talk to you at all about what's going on and you don't have an understanding, hey, how are you going through this process? I mean, that's for me. That's when people represent me. I want to know, what were you doing? What kind of conversations? Because these are negotiations. They're back and forth types of things. And, and, and but, I, do we know that say, happened? Do we know what happened? That, that there were that no conversations. Was, yeah, they weren't. They weren't in conversation because yes. I, I'm, I'm still of the belief that yes. that won yes. his four-year deal. Oh yes, yes. The whole thing about the conversation that has been reported several times, and the same thing about Todd France with one of his clients in Denver. Same thing where this this is a guy who wasn't picking up the phone, engaging with people about trying to get something done with his guys here. So no, I'm talking about that. I'm talking about that. Was uh, no, was that I, in said, contact no, no, with his no. with his own agent? Um, to my knowledge, yes, yes, with the agent. But I'm talking about the agent with the club. That's what I'm talking about. Gotcha. Oh, so you're saying the agent wasn't reaching out to the club to get something done. He was just waiting on them to come and come and uh, offer something. Right. And, and, and it did that with at least two of the three guys that I know. At least two of the three. OK. Guys. And, and that to okay. me, well, like, that, what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah, you if, if that's the case, if, I got yeah, if that's clubs. the case, then that, that's bad agents. That's bad agent work. If that's the case where he's not, you know, reaching out, trying to get um, the best deal possible. I mean, if, if that's the case, then, yeah, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm pissed at the agent. You know, I mean? I'm like, man, you don't have my best interest if you're not going out there fighting for me and you're just waiting on a call. So, I mean, if that's the case, then I definitely would agree with you that Ty France was, you know, he didn't play as he didn't have Dak's best interest at heart. I, I got I to play that. I gotta play devil's advocate here, man, because because even in that case, we just Dak is talking to his agent. 
Dak understands, and to my mind, I believe Dak is a smart guy. Dak has been around the organization. He has some idea of what's going on. And, 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 and to some sense, like everybody else was saying, he probably felt played that they wouldn't give him what he wanted. And once they came back with the five-year deal for the fourth time, fifth time, he was like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and do what I got to do, blah, blah, blah. I, I'm, having, I'm just having a hard time finding it. I, I find it hard to believe that they ran out of time on the deal, making the deal that Dak wanted with four years. I feel like they were probably coming back with the same five-year deal, and, and, and it was like, bro, y'all still come back with the same stuff. We don't want that. that that's just what I believe. I guess all, all I'm going by is, is the, the Jane Slater report that um, Steven and Dak, you know, that those two guys talked, and then they were trying to work something out at the end and ran out of time. I, if it wasn't a four-year deal, it don't matter. Um, well, well, you know, those, those particulars, I don't know. But but this is just this is why I say why I hate the COVID thing of you know, we can't get near the players. So that that That's opportunity true. to go in the locker room where you know you have the side conversations with guys and you try to get okay hey off the record tell me exactly you know is this report right what happened here and even Steven you know you can't get next to Steven to say okay hey look guide me so I have an understanding I'm hearing this I'm hearing that there was a conversation at the end here is that true I'm hearing that there was zero contact in the month of July is this true you know those kind of things that you'd like to get done as a reporter that you, you know you're, it's, it's tough right now not to be able to kind of do the job you want but for me, the fact that it's been reported that they were trying to get something done at the end tells me that there was some there was some ground that was going to be met. And what have we seen with the Cowboys recently? Go back to Mari Cooper. Go back to Tank Lawrence. Go back to Zeke. Go back to Zach. They folded every time. So a part of me is thinking here: the Cowboys are about to fold and give them what they wanted, but they ran out of time. And that's why I go back to the agent and just say, "Hey, you got three dudes, <laughs> and, and all three dudes don't get done." And I'm hearing from two different organizations through my sources that this guy, the agent, wasn't exactly on the phone engaging with dudes trying to get something done. And oh, by the way, he moves on to a new agency where apparently, I guess, it's going to be a lot more favorable terms for him to get deals done. So, Louis, are you are you letting the Joneses off the hook here? Because literally, we've been oh. talking about that getting paid for like two years. Like, I mean, yeah, it's, it's been, a, it's been a long time. It's been a long time. No, 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 no. It's not like you let him off the hook. Understand this. My issue is, as I said, and I go back to what I said earlier, I'm watching the player lead the field, and I'm thinking that the agent didn't take care and make sure the client got the money. That's what I'm looking at. Now, as far as the Joneses go, we can have a whole other conversation about that because <laughs> I, I've said on the record before here, they should have got that deal done. That training camp of his fi- that that final year that they should have with you know when he, they were asking for thirty or thirty one should have gave it to him should have basically said you know we're going to give you exactly what Golf and Wentz got you can have what yep. they have because we feel you are right there with those guys so I this is why I don't want to hear nothing about July this is why I don't want to hear nothing about the last minute so, uh, they called in July and ran out of time I don't know they had plenty of time. <laughs> Uh, by, by the way, we're late for a break here. Let, let's get a break here. Let's, let's get a break here. Also, more injuries right. for the Cowboys on a, on a victory Monday that feels very hollow. This is the Players' Lounge brought to you by Hotels.com on DallasCowboys.com. Hey there, Cowboys fans. With tight cleaners at home pickup and delivery, cleaning your clothes has never been more convenient. 
Simply sign up at your local store, set out your dirty clothes, and one of our Tide Cleaner professionals will come directly to your home for a totally contactless experience. Your clean garments will be returned promptly the next scheduled delivery day, so skip the errand and enjoy life, not laundry. Visit TideCleaners.com or your local store to sign up for Tide Cleaners at home pickup and delivery today. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears, okay. Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of ice. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. Essilor is a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys, helping fans see more and do more with our best vision solutions. Our lens technologies reveal a world more beautiful than you can imagine. For a limited time, get the Essilor Next Gen offer. When you buy the latest generation of Transitions lenses with select Essilor lenses, you can choose a second pair of clear lenses for free with qualifying frame purchases. Restrictions apply. Find a participating eye care professional by visiting EssilorUSA.com. Essilor. See more. Do more. To the Players' Lounge. All right, the Cowboys are back at AT AT&T Stadium on Monday night to take on the Arizona Cardinals. A limited number of tickets starting at $89 are available now. Get yours today at DallasCowboys.com slash tickets. Kyler Murray coming back to town here. He was a star at Allen High School. Went on to win the Heisman Trophy at Oklahoma after he transferred from Texas A&M. We are in our SWBC Mortgage Virtual Home Studios. I'm Louis Scruggs, longtime Cowboys reporter. Former Cowboys players Danny McRae and Barry Church are alongside me. Dak Prescott going to miss the season after a right ankle compound fracture and dislocation. More Cowboys injuries. Defensive tackle starter Tristan Hill is suspected to have an ACL. And you start looking at the whole list of things here. You got Tyron Smith, left tackle, out for the year with the neck. Right tackle, L. Collins out. Gerald McCoy, the other starting defensive tackle, he is out for the year. And they ended up cutting him. Linebacker Sean Lees, yet to play a snap this season. Linebacker uh, Leighton Vander Esch, uh, played one game, got a broken collarbone. He's still yet to play. Starting center Joe Looney out with a sprained knee. So he's missing three weeks here. Fellas, uh, have you ever seen this kind of rash of injuries um, with the Cowboys? No, I mean, I, I haven't seen over near this type of uh, injury, injury bug in a team like this. I mean, look, I mean, I know we, we give uh, Coach McCarthy, we, we, we talk a lot of, of, uh, on here about him, but and rightfully so. But I mean, I know he didn't sign up for this. I mean, you losing both your offensive tackles, you kill your quarterback number one. I mean, we have so many injuries on the defensive side of the ball in the secondary as well. I mean, I've never seen a rash of injuries like this. I mean, good thing we're in the worst division in football right now, where maybe even a seven and nine team might make it out the uh, make it out the NFC East because this injury rash. I mean, it's something that I've never seen before. 
Yes, same here. And and, and I think we may have a few more than, than some teams around the league, but the, the league in general was facing a bunch of injuries. If you look at San Fran, they lost a bunch of guys. They're like, it's ACLs, it's Achilles, it's high ankle sprains, it's hamstrings, it's, it's guys all around the league. And I think, honestly, I, I got to say that I think we've done a, a, a decent job, especially with our O-line, of, of handling these injuries and shuffling around and, and making some of these things work to where it's just not a glaring thing. But at some point, it's got to stop. Or we're, or, or we're looking at really calling a bunch of guys off the streets <laughs> to, to fill in some of these spots, man, because the, the, the ones that, that really hurt you are the season-ending ones, right? Because you can be on IR for three weeks and come back. But when you get those season-ending injuries, like we have at left and right tackle and now at D tackle, you know, those things are hard to come back from. Okay, now I'm going to ask you the question that, that I asked um, on my Sunday night TV show last night. And we've already done this once, and I feel like we got to go ahead and do it again. Let's readdress the Cowboys' record. Okay, so, so I, went from, I went from 11 and 5, and checking my notes on the readjustment, I went down to 8 and 8. Church, you went down to 8 and 8. Danny Mac, Danny Mac you, went, you went down to 7 and 9. Uh, let's readjust that one more time. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll go first. I'm gonna take that eight and eight down to six and ten, maybe five Ooh. and eleven. Oh, I mean, look, mm. you've just lost Tristan Hill. This defense was bad yesterday against the Giants, thirty-seven, thirty-four. So you don't have Tristan Hill, Gerald McCoy. Hold on. There. Don Terry Poe hasn't done a whole lot. Antoine Woods, I mean, he was a starter a little bit last year, but I'm sorry. You tell me how we're sitting around at two wins. Okay, you think about it. They've won two games. They've won two games, and you're like, wow, you were lucky to win those two games. So I'm sitting here at, at 6 and 10, 5 and 11. Uh, I'm sorry. You guys, what record you got here now, Church, on the readjustment? On the, on the readjustment, I know I said 8 and 8. But look, man, I'm, 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 you know, I'm still feeling my, my optimistic, man. I'm so I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna only knock them one game, man. I'm gonna say they go seven and nine. Whew, man, I don't know. I'm gonna say they go seven and nine, man. I say they go seven and nine. I, I just, you know, look, this past game, granted, it was against the New York Giants, and we all know how hapless they are. But I felt like this defense had a little bit something going. I mean, it wasn't great, it wasn't great, but I felt like this defense started to roll just a little bit. Uh, we started to get something from D-Law and those boys. So, for me, I'm going to only knock them one game. I feel like Andy Dalton might be able to come in here and do a little something. So, you know, I'm going to have my reservations, but I'm going to go 7-9. Yeah, listen, I'm not changing mine specifically because the defense was never, uh, you know, it was never relevant in my picks. Um, and, I, and the reason, and, and even with Dak out, the reason I'm keeping it 7-9 right. is because is because one of the views that I got from, from the side, watching it on TV was an aha moment of if we run the ball, I think that we can actually win some games. I saw Kellen and, and Mike McCarthy over there slapping hands like, yeah, we figured it out. Like, the, like they cracked a secret code that, that we all knew. And I'm like, all right, listen, if moving forward, especially with Andy Dunn as our quarterback, if we focus our offense, I'm taking 19 out of the picture because I don't know what the heck is going on with him. If we focus yeah. our offense on 21, because <laughs> now four is gone, so you got to take four and 19. Now, focusing on 21, like we figured out, uh, I think, the second quarter of this game, we have a shot to win some games. And the only thing that, that changed for me is I said we were going to split with Philly. I still believe the same, so that's why I'm staying with nines, seven and nine. 
Look, look, real quick, real quick. Let's get back. Let's rewind it a little bit. I heard you talk about 19. What, what's going on with 19? I mean, is, is he coming up on these injury reports? I, I mean, he's, he only played, what, like 60% of the snaps last, uh, last week against New York? Like, we, I, 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 I'm at a loss right now. I, I'm at I a loss. Say, what's going on? I got to say who Man. was right because remember, Church, we was asking who was going to be the best receiver on the roster, and somebody was talking about C.D. Lamb, and I was like, yeah, right, it's got to be cool. Goodness gracious, was I wrong. Mm. <laughs> this Nostradamus Louis. Look at this. <laughs> it, it focuses specifically, <laughs> like C.D. Lamb is the guy. He runs the jet sweeps. I think Amari got one, but other than that, he runs the screens, the jet sweeps. He runs all the seam routes. He does everything. He's the perk returner. This offense focuses around... Well, now 21 and 88. I mean, I, and it's I, I, I never would assume that. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're right. I would have never assumed that. He, I mean, and the guys out there making like, spec, he's doing all the dirty work as well as making all the spectacular plays. I mean, this dude's blocking people on runs. He's going over the middle, taking shots. Oh, I, knew it. I don't say uh, this a lot, uh, but man, man, you was right. You was right, man. Uh, our third best receiver is making a hundred million dollars, baby. <laughs> right. What do I sign up for that? What do I sign up for that gig? I mean, <laughs> goodness, this is a spectacular plays. CD Land, the only person that's invisible out there. Dalton Schultz probably making both plays. <laughs> what, what are we doing? Didn't they say he played like sixty five percent of the snaps? He's not even on the field as the as the number one receiver. Like, I, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, Cedric Wilson throwing touchdowns and said Mason Rice. <laughs> yeah, Noah Brown. I mean, what, what, what's going Everybody on? Everybody butt coop. <laughs> Everybody butt coop. Hey, hey over there, you know, Coop over there, like, yeah, I raked up pretty good. Raked up. Bro, the dude had he had he had one target in the first half. I believe once yeah. I'm sitting there watching the game. He on my fantasy team. I'm like, this has got to be this is nuts. Everybody getting a shot except the dude that's making a hundred million. This, this it don't make no sense. Make make it make sense, so that, dude, please. Make it make so sense. So that's why you tried to trade him to me, huh? Okay, all right. Here, here, here's, what, here's what does make sense: is throughout this season, five games into it, there have been many times where we've questioned the usage of players that they've written big checks to. You know, some weeks we're worried about, you know, they've forgotten about Ezekiel Elliott. You, yesterday we're worried again about Amari Cooper. We've worried about where's, you know, where's Tank Lawrence. Um, I'm still trying to find Tyrone Crawford. Um, there's several guys on this team where you're like, you got to check, man. You going to show up and do something? Uh, Jalen Smith. I mean, uh, this is, I mean, when you start thinking about this team, there's some dudes who got checks and you're just like, wow, man. Um, where you at? And so, so yesterday for you guys, you know, it was Coop who was, you know, getting it, get, you know, getting that like, hey, well, where are you at? You know, who's on the milk cart? I mean, we might as well pass the milk cart around each week and just put different photos <laughs> on it because you know, missing man who's get, been given lots of money. Um, it's, it's happened, and, and you know, I, I don't, I don't get it. I, I, I don't get it. And and I was sitting here watching the game like you guys. Oh, so let's see what happens when you give twenty-one to football. Things can happen. The, the shocking thing for me in all of this, when I started, you know, when I look at Ezekiel Elliott and how he's been used, is Kellen Moore was on the team. That, that's what I don't care. Like, you've seen what this guy can do. You've been a part of this team as a player and a coach. You know what 21 can do. Why aren't you utilizing him more? Which is one of my frustrations with Jason Garrett about the usage of 21 because Jason played with 22 Emmett Smith. So you see what a, a dominant running back can be and do and how much easier it makes, your, makes life for your football team. 
people aren't talking about this, but you know the Cowboys lost the time of possession again? Again. And when they went on those long drives, what did they do? They kept the defense off the field. If you want to help this defense, keep them off the field. They're not good enough to be on the field for 30-plus minutes. And what did we see yesterday? They're on the field a long time, and here's another football team that's out there, you know, giving them the business. Luckily, the Giants are a bad team that makes mistakes. They had touchdowns coming off the board, and so the Cowboys were helped. I mean, that special teams, my gosh, what in the world were they doing? Let, you know, let's take a break. Let's take a break. I want to get into the special teams. And, and, and you know, if you, you, you want to be mad at, you want to be mad at Amari Cooper. Can we be mad at John Fossil? Let's do that next. Players Lounge brought to you by Hotels.com right here on DallasCowboys.com Radio. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com. Your new apartment's big. Such a great deal. Uh, it's okay. Just okay? What's not too... Right above the subway! Well, I bet you don't even notice it after the... That's my neighbor! Angus! A deal that's just okay is not okay. Get a great deal with America's Best Network. Come into an AT&T store to find out how to get one of our popular smartphones for $0 down. Based on GWS1 score September 2019. To Dallas' frontline responders, thank you. To show its gratitude, Tide is offering free laundry services in Dallas to the families of frontline responders. Simply bring your laundry and your identification to Tide Cleaners and they will wash it within two days. One thing less for you to worry about. While you take care of us all, Tide will take care of the laundry for the families of frontline responders. To learn more and find a location near you, visit hope.tidecleaners.com. Essilor is a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys, helping fans see more and do more with our best vision solutions. Our lens technologies reveal a world more beautiful than you can imagine. For a limited time, get the Essilor Next Gen offer. When you buy the latest generation of Transitions lenses with select Essilor lenses, you can choose a second pair of clear lenses for free with qualifying frame purchases. Restrictions apply. Find a participating eye care professional by visiting EssilorUSA.com. Essilor. See more. Do more. To the Players' Lounge. Hey, know before you go. Coming to a Cowboys game this year, make sure you know before you go. You got to wear a mask. Keep social distance here. Be prepared for cashless transactions. And please be aware of all safe stadium policies prior to arriving at AT&T Stadium. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash safe stadium. For details, you are in the play flash on a victory Monday that feels very hollow because Cowboys starting quarterback Dak Prescott is going to miss the rest of the season. Andy Dalton takes over a great signing by the team, I thought. In the offseason, he now has the ability to really make some incentives here because a part of his contract was playing 50% of the snaps. If Andy stays healthy, he will get jog on 65-70% of the snaps um, the rest of the season. So uh, I've been a fan of Andy, covered him when he was a quarterback at TCU. Let's go back into that win yesterday. And, fellas, um, 
very church. Danny McCray, you guys made your bones with the Cowboys is, is you know, making the team through special teams. John Fossil was supposed to come here and be an upgrade over Keith O'Quinn. The Giants had a touchdown callback on special teams because of former Cowboy Cam Irving. I thought a little ticky-tacky, but luckily for the Cowboys, it didn't work. Another time, the, the Cowboys are, have the Giants lined up for a, a punt. But then they've got 12 men on the field, so now the punt becomes a field goal, which they convert. And I'm just sitting there myself saying, I thought John Fossil was supposed to make it better. I don't feel like John Fossil's living up to all this hype that we gave him. McCray? If you, listen, if you're being honest with yourself and all the Cowboys fans and even, even the organization, we look worse on special teams than we did last year. Um, you, you, you think about it this way. We, we lose that game because of special teams. If that ticky tack, uh, you know, illegal shift, they snap the ball too early, doesn't happen. Uh, and and this is this has been a common theme for the entire season. You can always depend on special teams to come out there and make a name for themselves in a bad way throughout the the first quarter of the season, and now moving into the second quarter of the season. And it's unfortunate because you know every, we we feeling good, and and you know and this is one of those hollow Mondays because of Dak, but this should really be a hollow Monday as well because we're all feeling all happy because we went out there and beat the winless Giants and got lucky. Mm. So I, I mean, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not really understanding. And, and knew you were unfair to the defense. They only gave up 27 because uh, we, we threw a pick six. So you know we're gonna say something good about them. They only gave up 27 this week. <laughs> that's that's true. So, so, so wh- stay on that what? for a second. Go ahead, go ahead. What, go ahead. Which, which team, which, which phase of the game is worse than last year? The defense or the special teams? <laughs> Can they both be? Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Because they, yeah, they, they are. They are. <laughs> they both are. They, I mean, what, what in the hell is going on over there with the special teams? <laughs> I mean, like you said, we were supposed to have one of the best cats in the game coming down here and, and supposed to get our unit right. And right now, you know, I don't see a difference between him or uh, Keith O'Quinn. I mean, do, we we, we got to have the worst kickoff return unit in the NFL right now. I mean, the average start is like, every, I feel like every time he returns the ball, I'm talking about Tony Pollard, I feel like we only get to the 15-yard line. And it's like, I, I don't know what's going on. I don't know if guys don't understand the blocking schemes he's putting in there or what, but I mean, I don't see any difference between what they did last year and what they're doing this year. And then just the mistakes just keep on piling up. I mean, if <laughs> on that fake field goal, how do you not notice a guy over there just chilling? I mean, you're supposed to be looking over there. That's your job. And if there's a and if there's only 10 cats in the middle of the field for this kickoff, one of those edges is going to be soft. So you should notice that. Like, hold on. There's not a wing over here protecting this. Let me look over there. Oh, Ingram's <laughs> wide open over there. Like, it's just little things like that that it has to go back to coaching. I mean, it's just I mean, it's not like we're questioning, you know, these guys want to or anything like that. They're just doing dumb mistakes. So I got to say it's on coaching. And right now, like I said before, I don't see the difference between Philbin and or not Philbin Fossil and uh, Keith O'Quinn. It's perplexing to you, me right now. You do, church. You do. It's worse. We got on we got on KO. I think it was a block punt, and honestly, those type of things happen, you know, throughout the season. Sometimes, like punts get blocked. I've given up a block punt, and it wasn't coaching. I, I went out there as a player, and I messed up. All right, but we got on them for Tavon Austin doing a fair catch at the wrong time. They, they didn't give up a touchdown. All right, they, they they weren't out there, you know, messing up the way that th- this team is messing up this year. 
I'm talking about we are out there almost losing games and giving up touchdowns, giving up those type of big plays. All right, I, I would take what Keith O'Quinn was doing with the player error on the block punt and a fair catch and still giving us a chance to go out down there and score versus giving up touchdowns, uh, giving giving our defense the ball on the one yard line on kickoff return, having the worst one of the worst uh, starting starting field positions in the league. I, I would take that. I, I would take the trade off. So as I listen to you two. <laughs> Just talk about special teams and defense. Just right now in this second, you guys both think that the Cowboys have five more wins in them this year. They got 11 games left. So you basically think away half their games with this Rudy Pooh special teams and a defense these players don't believe in right now. You think they're going to win baseball? Let's see. Let's see it real quick. Go through the schedule. When you've got a Baltimore coming here, you got Pittsburgh. I mean, you got to go to Baltimore. You got Pittsburgh who's coming here. You, you got to play a Cincinnati team that I don't know if you guys know or not, but but that 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 Joe Burrow kid's got some guts, and he's played very well, and they haven't protected him, but but they, that team gives you all they have. Um, they they, they should have beat Cleveland. They should have beat Cleveland. Didn't happen. Hold on. Um, you, got but look. you got Philadelphia hold twice. On. Oh, okay, okay. What? What? Hold you still got. Go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, all right, because, look, like you said, you still got what? Philadelphia twice. You still got New York <laughs> yes. one more time, and you got Washington twice. That, that's that could be an easily five wins. You take the NFC East, and you're going in there seven and nine. My prediction. That's all that's gonna happen. And, I, and, I, and I'm still and I'm still counting Cincinnati as a duh. I, uh, listen, Baltimore was a loss already. Uh, Pittsburgh was a loss. the teams that you named. I already had them losing against. <laughs> so so that, so that that didn't change for me. I still think we'll go out there and beat Cincinnati. Listen, only if for the rest of the season, Kellen Moore decides that we are going to focus our offense on running the ball because I think that when we do that, we have an advantage over all those teams that I have us counting winning against to make us go 7-9. Now, the other teams, you, put a you know, we got an issue. You put a qualifier there. You said if. If. But I saw it. Can I saw count, it, Louie. Louie. But, but can we count on if with Kellen Moore? I don't think – I'm not ready. We can. I, 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 I saw it. I'm not listen, ready to say listen, he's I'm just willing to run the ball. You think it was a game? I'm telling you. I would, listen, CB, I'm going to ask CB to find a clip of what happened once we scored with Zeke running the ball. I think it was a 10 yard score. The, the look in McCarthy and Kellen Moore's eyes, it was a true <laughs> aha moment. I texted y'all and I said, I think Jerry called down there and said, let, let me tell y'all something. If we don't start giving 21 the ball, it's going to be some smoke in the city. And then we saw it because you, you think about it. Louis said we lost the time of possession. I'm taking it all because of the first half because. The first drive, he came out and did the same thing. Zeke was not a feature part of the thing. And I think I think he didn't become a feature part of it until the second half. We, so we slept through the first half without giving Zeke the ball. And I think now that second half gave us a good picture for what we're going to see for the rest of the season, especially Andy Dalton's quarterback. Okay. We, 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 we Clearly, we've got a lot to chop up and keep going the rest <laughs> of this week. So, so we've got content. that we got topics and content galore to keep you going the rest of the week. And um, – uh, before we get out of here, um, shout out to Mickey Spagnola and his fighting Missouri Tigers for getting themselves a win. Mickey never gets to celebrate on these podcasts because his football team has But, you know, the SEC win for Mickey's boys. So good, good on Mickey. Good on him. The, 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 the man, slugs are being fired late. You, 
he'll, he'll never see another win like that again. You know, so, so, so and look, sometimes look. it happens. Sometimes it happens when you put so many guys in the league and you, and you lose. You know, Edwards Hilaire, or Joe Burrow, and Justin Jefferson, all these guys who are stars yep. in the league right now, based on the first quarter. So sometimes that stuff happens. You know, look, so it's Patrick okay. Queen. Patrick Queen had a pick. Dude, I'm not, Don't forget about him. It's it's it's, it's so many. It's so many. I, I I I can't name them all. You know, in the time that we have left, but we lost a lot, and, and we'll be back. I'm not worried. I'm not worried. Look, I get to celebrate the national championship for a year. Look, and since we're we're doing shout outs, man, shout out to my boy White Lightning, aka Jeff Heath, man. <laughs> y'all if y'all ain't see it yesterday, y'all missed out. My boy came from the rafters looking like Sting from WWW, whatever the wrestling thing was. He picked it <laughs> off, took it almost to the house. Man, shout out to my boy Jeff Heath, man. He didn't get enough was, love here, but he's doing his work in Las Vegas right now. That was that was WCW, uh, by the way, and uh, yeah, he hustled all seventy snaps that he was on the field. All, all the snaps he was on the field, he hustled one hundred percent. Jeff Heath with the uh, Vegas Raiders and a whole lot of Cowboys fans owe him an apology. They ran that man down while he was wearing the uh, silver and blue. Hey, that's today's show. We appreciate you tuning into the Players Lounge, brought to you by Hotels.com. That's Danny McCray, Barry Church, former Cowboys players, and Louis Scruggs, longtime Cowboys reporter. As always, we appreciate, we thank our guy, Chris Beam, who produces this show, and it rarely gets a bathroom break when he does it, but we appreciate it. We'll be back tomorrow at 2.30 Central Time right here on DallasCowboys.com Radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about that?